Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name's Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, we get an update from Ariel Phoenix about the case study. So we started earlier this year, really it was like the tail end of January, and we've been working together each month. She's been uh, publishing more and more content, and if you're new to the case study, you may want to uh, check out the previous episodes to kind of get up to speed, and well... You can listen to this one since you're already listening to it, but you know maybe you want to backtrack. One interesting thing is we pivoted along the way when one of the sites that she has in her portfolio got a little more traction than we expected, and basically we got started down a path. We got more information and feedback from the world and then decided to pivot a little bit. Of course, it was Ariel's decision. I just gave some input and you know she went with her gut overall but it looks like it's the right decision now before i get to the interview here i want to thank a couple sponsors one is niche website builders and i've been working with them for the past 2 months or so on a case study where we're publishing about 200,000 words of content a little bit under 200 posts we're about halfway through or so and one sort of interesting thing, one thing I've been tracking is a custom report that I created in Google Analytics. So I'm just looking at the, I believe, 86 posts that I have published so far. And I published the, you know, the first set on I think like April 4th or 5th. And you you can see I'm looking at the graph, but you can't see it on audio. The the graph is going up. And right now, those 86 posts are getting about 200 to 225 or so sessions per day. And it's just like a nice little graph that's growing over time. There's a couple little lumps here and there. But, you know, at this point in time, those posts are, you know, they're paying off already and they're only a few weeks old. So I published two batches. So it's kind of cool to see traffic arriving on the content pretty much immediately. All the posts are indexed within like a day or two. I'm not doing any special actions. I'm just publishing the content and the sitemap is updated. And then I, I check over on the search console and I see that things are indexed. They're getting clicks and all that stuff. And then I'm verifying it over here on Google Analytics. So anyway, follow along. Uh, there's a few shows about it. I'm publishing blog posts over at Niche Website Builders as well. And it's been great working with them on this case study and stay tuned. You know, we should get more and more data over time. Other sponsor is Ezoic and you should check out their product Leap. It'll help your website load faster and get green and core web vitals. And I've enjoyed working with Ezoic over the past few years. And you can also check out a recent interview I did with Sarah Klo about earning more money with display ads, whether you have just a pure info site or even if you have an affiliate oriented review site. So let's get to the update from Ariel for April, 2022. So Ariel, how's it going today? All good today. Thanks, Doug. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. And last time you had um, some drama going on. You, I think you hurt your finger and you weren't able to type well. How, how's it healing up? Yeah, it's, it's healing. I can use it now. doesn't look the best, but it's, it works. <laughs> yeah. 
well, I'm glad to hear it's it's getting better. And then you're just generally busy to like in general. So yeah. we're going to um, go through a pretty quick update. And if people are brand new to this case study, we started working together. I think it was like late January or February. We've been tracking along each month. There are blog posts associated with each month, except for you know the last one you couldn't type, so you didn't. You weren't able to write it, but you made up for it with a, a very thorough, longer update for April. And people could check that out to see some of the stats that we're going to be talking about. And a little more context is we started working on one particular site together. And then it became pretty apparent that another one of your sites in the portfolio was performing really well. And maybe we should shift our focus because the ads for a particular site, which we'll label them in just a second, the ads were paying much lower. The earnings per 1,000 visitors, the EPMV was pretty low for this one site. So we're like, we'll shift focus. So we're going to talk about both of the sites sort of in parallel so people can get a snapshot of what we're looking at. So with that said, Site number two is the new focus and yeah. site number seven was the initial focus and we're still tracking along because the trajectory is a little bit interesting. Now, with that said, yeah. can you give us the traffic and earning stats for site number two, the new focus? Okay, so site number two, uh, the earnings were $650 in total and the traffic was 21500 Perfect. And how does that compare to the previous month? Roughly? The previous month, um, it's gone up by around, we didn't discuss this. It's yeah. gone up. Yeah, it's gone up quite a bit. But I, I don't have the exact, I don't have the exact number, but it's gone up. But maybe by 50%. Okay. Maybe by 50%. Yeah. It's up. It's up. Yeah. It's growing. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And then for site number seven, the one that we were focusing on initially, where is that at? Earnings and traffic. Site seven has earned uh, $260 and the traffic was 12,000, 12, around 12,000 visitors. Okay. And like I said, people can check out some of the more detailed stats. There are uh, Google Analytics graphs and other information on the blog post. And you can see both both sites are growing pretty well uh, just in general. So with that said, uh, any surprises uh, over the past month with you know traffic or earnings or anything like that? You, you've been publishing a decent amount, right? Yeah, so I've not been publishing on site seven, of course. I've just shifted all my focus to site two, and I've added 70 articles in the past over a month now since the last update. And um, But what's interesting on site seven is that half of the earnings are from Amazon. So because the EPMV is so low on that site, um, Amazon is taking over, and that wasn't the initial plan because it doesn't have that many products. But I also um, had my first sale with the affiliate program on that site as well. So I was a bit, I was a bit um, skeptical because I didn't think it was working. I thought, okay, I'm promoting this affiliate and I'm promoting it a lot, and I'm not getting any sales. But they do have a decent commission, and um, yeah, and this, I made my first sale, so that feels good. Is it a physical or digital product? 
Digital, digital. Okay. And then can you share what the commission rate is? It's 20, 20% or 25%. And the, the cost is around 400 to $500 of the service. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, yeah, that's a great payout. And do you know if it was just a numbers game and eventually um, you made the sale because enough people saw the offer or is there anything that's- that helped sell it? No, I've done it as a numbers game. So I've literally, that's why I felt like maybe I, I need to pull back a bit because I've promoted it so much. They probably just think it's spam. But because of the nature of the site, people are just coming on that one post and going. So they probably wouldn't see it on, you know, every page. But uh, yeah, so numbers game. So hopefully as the numbers go up, and I can get some more of those kind of sales. Got it. All right. Very cool. And a couple other things that we won't, mention here because it's not fun to read out a chart uh, for a podcast, but you do break down where the visitors are coming from. So the geographies and stuff like that, if people want to dig in to a little bit more of the details there. Yeah. So let's talk about the work that you've done. So you mentioned publishing like 70 articles. Um, how'd that go? I know you have some writers working for you. What's it been like working with the writers? Yeah, so I didn't transfer all my writers um, over, but I've got two or three that actually have an interest in the niche. So that's really helped because they are, you know, they, they know what they're talking about. I give them the outline, they do the research, and they've also got, you know, some knowledge of the industry that I don't have to, you know, go in and edit it too much. So as I've said before, um, I've... I I was the bottleneck with putting articles up and my virtual assistant now just grabs the articles from the spreadsheet and puts them up, um, formats them, and then I can go through and add any FAQs and stuff like that. So I'm quite pleased with the quality of the articles and I'm doing them a lot quicker. So yeah, overall it's going really well and I'm trying to add as much as I can. And just curious, do you monitor how quickly the new articles are indexed in the search console and Google database in general, or do you just publish and just kind of keep, keep publishing and don't pay attention? Yeah, no, I just, I just keep publishing. Um, I've got my, what are they called SOPs? So I, when I'm putting an article up, I go and I'll interlink it heavily. Um, I make sure the, the VA puts in all the images and just does all the basic things. And then I just, kind of leave it because I know the site is already you know well indexed Google likes it Google seems to like it so it doesn't take too long for them to be um, picked up which is which is good okay and then do you monitor very closely to see if those new articles are getting traffic already um yeah I've been going into uh, Ezoic the big data analytics and looking at how well they're doing and I have started seeing some of the newer articles coming at the top of the, you know, the views and stuff for the month. So they are, they are going up, um, they are being indexed and they are showing up and getting the traffic. Um, because I did say before, when I put the, the initial 70 articles up, I didn't know much about SEO and keyword research and stuff. So the articles weren't at the quality that they are, the, the ones that I'm submitting now. Um, so with those improvements, I've gone back and done more interlinking. Um, and then the new articles that I'm adding now, they're just better quality. So I'm probably targeting more, 
um, additional keywords in them than I would have been. So yeah, it's doing well. Because I thought the I thought the niche was more competitive than it actually is. So it is, but it's still quite easy to rank. In I guess, why did you think it was more competitive? What gave you the feeling? Um, my my lack of knowledge with keyword research. <laughs> so I wasn't initially. I said to you there weren't that many keywords, and that's why I left it because. I realized there weren't that many products and I thought I had I thought I had exhausted all of the topics and keywords with 70 posts which is quite funny now that I think about it but um, yeah that's probably why I just didn't I just didn't know what to look for. Okay. And I'm just curious if you get much traffic from Google Discover. Do, do you ever see I'm that on sure. the Search Console? I've seen the tab but I've not I've not gone in there. Okay, well, maybe uh, when we finish up here, pop over, have a look and let me know. I was just chatting with um, Olga, the SEO, you know, SEO Sly, do you know her? Yeah, yeah. So I was just chatting with her and she was saying like almost all her traffic comes from Google Discover. And it was like, you know, she's publishing frequently kind of like what you're doing now. And she said that she was showing up on people's feeds Google Discover, getting a ton of traffic that way. And I think that niche for site two maybe actually fits into that where, you know, if you're publishing frequently, that would be a source of traffic. Is that new Google Discover? Because I've seen the tab. Yeah, it's new-ish. But I mean, I want to say like it's been around for a couple, few years. Okay. So... Okay. And it's like, for people that don't know, it's basically like the Google app. So if you have an iPhone or a non-Android phone, you maybe would have to install the Google app and then it shows you like a feed of blog articles. And then if you have an Android device, I think if you just swipe in one direction, it shows you the Google Discover stuff. So it's kind of like a social media feed, sort of. Okay. And for sites that publish frequently, you may show up on that feed and then you get a lot of traffic because of it. Okay. I'll so check out. with that said, we could transition over to your virtual assistant. So you just, you know, you mentioned that offhand. And I think that's something we talked about before. Someone to help out as far as like, uh, well, just everything, right? The, yeah, the VA yeah, can she do does everything. So, yeah. how's it going with the VA? <laughs> uh, she's wonderful. I had I had a bad experience the first time. Um, I mentioned that she started getting a bit lazy and just wasn't doing anything some days. Um, so, with that information, I decided to go and you know, kind of. I didn't do a contract before, so I done a, a contract of sorts and just ironed out the things that. I expected and missions and, you know, just little things like that. And, um, and she's been, we, we can't, we just talk on WhatsApp and, um, and I use Plutio as well, which is like a, a project management, you know, one of those click up type things. And um, I just put the tasks up and I do a video, a screen of exactly what it is myself going through it. And it transcribes it for me and I send it to her. She picks it up. She's, she can go through it as many times as she likes and um, and she just gets it. She gets what's required. She's got a design background. She she's really she's like a magic 
<laughs> I don't know, but she's she's so good. And I, I know that I want to hire more virtual assistants because the way that I'm doing it now with just having a few writers, I could then get somebody else to do, just kind of handle the writers and then, you know, then she can do something else. And I think it's just easier to, to scale up with more virtual assistants than more writers because it's quite, it's quite hard to manage seven, eight, nine, ten writers on a daily basis. But if you train the virtual assistant to do that then you know you just have to manage the virtual assistant and then you know so yeah yeah what issues did you run into with the first VA um so not doing a lot in the time so they'll track their time on Plutio or whichever whichever software and then there's not much getting done in that time so three five hours will pass and I didn't really have a system to, to, to check what was being done. So she just kind of had to say, okay, I've done five, I've formatted five posts and I've edited, I've done the featured images. It was, there was no real system. So with this time around, I've got her to go through it and kind of work out her, how, how quick it takes her to do certain tasks. And then she can set her own targets and, you know, realistic, realistic expectations and, She's been doing really well with that. She likes to learn. I want to teach her all the different elements of the business so she can then, you know, go off and do things. And she's been doing really well with that, just having the freedom to learn and do her own kind of things. So she's got freedom to explore different things that she wants to do. If it doesn't work out, I'll just say to her, okay, can we do it this way instead? And she's really receptive. So, um, yeah, that's the main thing. And yeah, I think you arrived at something, maybe the more painful way, but now you have a very good lesson (laughs) that you'll remember. So when I hired a VA to do a similar set of tasks that you're talking about, I already knew like how long it took me to do the thing. Yeah. And then I didn't assume that another person could do it as fast or slowly as me. I'm not saying I'm fast at doing that, but basically, like you said, you let them tell you how long it took and they should get a little faster, you know, after a couple of weeks, but at least then like they've, they latched on like to do one article takes me one hour and then the expectation is like, it should take one hour or less to yeah, do one article. Yeah. And I could see how it could get out of hand, especially if someone sees how much of uh, how much freedom they have and how much you're not watching, right? Because you want to yeah, delegate yeah. it and then not have to worry yeah. about it. So you don't want to babysit someone. Yeah, exactly. You you wanna you wanna be able to trust them so you're not too overbearing, like do this, do that. But you yeah, you also have to set some some kind of standard because you know we all kind of work well with some sort of you know guidance. But um, another thing that's helped is not giving her too much in at one time. So she started with something very basic. As I said, I've had I've got all my training videos in in a folder now, and I didn't have that before. I was kind of learning as I went. So now it's like okay, I need the VA to do this task for me. How do I get get it to her and teach her how to do it in the the best way possible. So I get the result that I want. And then that just takes me, as you said before, writing it out, um, but really monitoring myself as I do it, recording it, 
And then with um, Descript, it's good because even if you make mistakes and you're talking through it, you can just cut it away and then, you know, you, you, you're left with a clean transcription and an edited video. So that, that's been invaluable for me. Um, yeah. And that's a tool, that's an app, uh, Descript, and it basically does a transcription uh, of either just audio or audio and video, and then you can edit the transcript instead of editing the video. So you could just yeah. go through quickly. Um, there's even a tool on there where you can, you know, watch it take at a faster them. speed, and then you can yeah. take out filler words. Um, and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, very. It's a very powerful tool. I think you know you can go overboard with some of the editing, but yeah, yeah just from a like for what you're talking about, it could be Basic. perfect to speed yeah. up the workflow. Yeah, I use it. I use it quite in many different ways. It's got so many different tools, so I do use it with my sites. But um, yeah, that's a conversation for another day, I guess. Yeah. All right. So you also talked about having writers that are interested in the topic area. What what insights do you have for that to help other people out? Um, I guess it comes down to when you're hiring, um, when you're, when you're actually putting out the ad, cause I find my writers on Upwork and, um, I do say what the niche is. So if they have a background in it, then that's, that's better. Um, they don't have to, they don't have to have knowledge of it, but when they do and they say, okay, I've been doing this for X amount of years. Um, in this, in this niche particularly, it is very helpful. So yeah, so hiring writers that actually have interest in the thing makes it a lot easier. And I was chatting with uh, Mark and Adam from Niche Website Builders the other day, and they were mentioned something to the effect of sometimes, uh, I've got to be careful with how I state it, but basically sometimes you might get content back from an agency and the writing is fantastic. And other times, yeah. even in the same batch of content, you may find something that uh, isn't good and something that's fantastic. And the thing is, it could be two different writers that do great or terrible, depending on the topic. Yeah. And a terrible writer might, a terrible writer for your topic might be able to do a great job somewhere else just because it's something they're yeah. interested in. Maybe yeah. they have a little knowledge. So. That's kind of why I, I stopped using because I do have I've, I've got access to quite a few writers that I've hired over time for all the different niches. So I kind of know who's good for certain topics and tasks and who I wouldn't hire for this site. So um, so I knew straight I did I did give some others a chance to do some of those articles and then it was I had to edit it and add quite a bit. So I just yeah, got a bit it. slower now with two, but it's better. Right. So as we're moving along here, let's talk about improving old content. That was one of your big focus areas. So how's that going so far? Yeah. So um, like I said before, I'll go back in and I, I use Rank Math and I use Content AI, which is a little addition that they've got. You pay for credits and then um, I think you get like 50 credits and that's a keyword. So whichever keyword you're trying to target, you put that in and then it will bring up some information, I guess, from the SERPs. It will tell you uh, these are some things you can include in the in, in the headings or you need more images. This kind of what Surfer SEO does. Uh, so I've been adding those keywords into those some of those older posts and starting with the lower performing ones in 
big data analytics on Ezoic. And then also I went back into the best performing ones to see what uh, keywords that I was showing up for on page two. Um, and if they had a decent amount of search volume, then I'd go back in and I'd add either a H2 or H3 or put it within context, whatever made the most sense. And, um, and then I'd put a, another image or the VA would put another image and I'd tell her to um, set that alt text for that keyword or another secondary keyword just to put it in a bit more. But um, yeah. Okay, perfect. And I can't remember where I ran across it recently, but it's like fourth hand, right? Someone I saw said that Google said that (laughs) we should be spending like 50% of our time improving old content versus publishing new content, something like that. And I was like, yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, especially when you end up with a site that is a few years old that has quite a lot of content, even if maybe nothing has really changed so much, there's not like new information about calculus, I don't think, (laughs) for example, but maybe you still need to go back and refresh it. Like yeah, there's always an up. opportunity. Yeah, I've no, I've noticed that because there's articles that I when I put them up, I thought this is this is an amazing article. It's got everything. Um, but when you go back in, there's always an opportunity, especially if you put it up like you said a year ago, two years ago. Um, there might be another keyword that you overlooked, or just um, FAQs is what people seem to be doing quite a bit, going back and adding. Um, people also ask or just something related to the niche. You can always add another heading um, and another paragraph if it, if it needs it, just to cover the topic in in more depth. So I've definitely I've enjoyed going back and editing, um, improving old articles. And it's especially like if you've written the content or you're a little more connected to it, it's not, it's a pretty quick process to like go through versus like, okay, I have to write this thing from scratch and like, get yeah. those, uh, or like do screenshots and like kind of imagine how this whole thing's going to work out. Yeah. So if you just go through and you do a quick edit, it's much faster. I will say actually, for me, it's been, it's been quite different because where um, I had hired quite a few random people in the beginning to help me with the the first 70 articles. Some of those were not great, but it's been over a year and they've, they've ranked and they've been getting traffic. So when I've gone in to improve um, those articles and seen that this article is not that great, it was easier for me to to fix it because yeah. So if, if it's already doing good in the state that it's in, it doesn't take much for um yeah for me to go and yeah edit it and make it better so that's yeah that's been that's worked nice okay well anything else in the what's working section that you want to highlight here Uh, no copying successful articles so i've gone i've like i said i went through um, big data analytics and i've tried to find more keywords related to those top 10 and top 20 articles um, yes, that's it really trying to find more similar, whether it's about a specific company or, um, uh, uh, what's it called as just, I don't know, just whatever it is to do with that topic. Um, if I can find more keywords and I'll go and I'll write articles or yeah, try and find a keyword for an article and then go back and interlink that, um, interlink those to each other. And that's it really just trying to find more 
content that I can write that links easily because interlinking I think is what got the site um to where it is now because that's something I was doing heavily in the beginning so yeah okay now quick shift of gears over to what's not working and I think this will be something that hits home with a lot of people um whether they're working on it now or they have in the past yeah so uh page speed optimization is not it's not going so well for mobile um desktop is fine it's it's perfect it's all green but mobile is just really bad and um and i actually i said it on twitter and people gave me a bunch of things to try but i might need to move servers i might need to just move it move it over i've taken off the ezoic plugin because i put wp rocket back on um and they they clash so i had to take it off and i went back to my manual placeholders which seems it seems like they make more money than the I'm going to have to to check that out, but <laughs> it seems like I'm, I'm better off with my manual placeholders for that site. So taking, taking the ESO plugging or plugging off and then, um, yeah, putting WP rocket, um, doing all that minifying stuff. And, um, and, but maybe now I need to move server cause it's not, it's not improved much after that. Do you have, and I have compressed my images. I've not made them all web P but um, is it is it is that what it's called? But um, yeah, yeah. So I've compressed my images. I do have re re smush it, which just it's a free tool to compress your images upon upload. Um, but yeah, that's that's all. That's what I've done, and it's it's not done much so far. Do you have all your websites on one server, no. one host? No, no. So this one is actually hosted on Ezoic's free hosting. I've got two sites on Ezoic's free hosting. Um, the other site isn't having that issue. So I don't know if it is the hosting because um, that site's mobile speed is fine. Um, but the others are on different. So um, Cloudways and different and they, they don't seem to have that issue either. So I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you mentioned something about like, you know, plugins and all that stuff and yeah i mean the process of optimization is kind of a pain and it it takes a little while but usually once you have it figured out you're in good shape yeah i'm i'm guilty of putting too many plugins on so i have things that rely on plugins that i need to actually just go back and change them so i can delete those plugins but i think that might be one of my biggest issues because as time went on, I realized I didn't need this, this and that and um, just stopped putting on additional plugins and kept it simple. Yeah. How many plugins do you have active, would you say, roughly? Um, I've just brought it down to under 20 now. Okay. Um, yeah. So it used to have, I think it had 26. Once upon a time, I had a site with about 40, 40 odd plugins and I didn't know. I didn't know that it was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I did that early on. Well, you don't know. You just hear WordPress is great and you can get a plugin for anything. And you don't realize that, you know, the plugins have to run somewhere. Yeah. So, and then, well, I don't know much about the Ezoic hosting, but I know um, you'll, you'll check on that with Ezoic. Yeah. Um, but often when, when I've heard of people, especially when their traffic is growing, sometimes you just have to like upgrade the hosting 
and yeah. get it, you know get some more memory, get some more processor cores, and then a lot of your I problems go it. away. And it, yeah, I think that's it. The the hard part too, and I, even when I talked to um, some hosting companies, they were unable to give me like practical advice on this. But um, when you're here's what happened. My site was crashing and I was like, this is terrible. Like I'm losing a lot of money when the site's down for multiple hours. And they were like, Oh, we rebooted it. Everything's fine. And then it was, it would be fine. And then I realized it was like the peak of uh, traffic. So it was all the traffic that was crashing the site. And most of the day it was fine. But for a few hours when most people were on the site, that's when it would crash. Too many people crashing the server, yeah. So you have to like have enough capacity for the peak, not the average. Yeah, um, yeah. And that, and if you're just looking at like the monthly traffic, like that tells you something, but it doesn't tell you the the peak traffic. If you happen to have yeah. a lot of traffic, you know, at the same two times time, per month. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think that I think that is actually it because I had a site like that that was getting it would get forty visitors, and I had it on the basic which shared hosting, this was a while back on um, InMotion and it just actually kept crashing and showing the users an error. Yep. And, um, and then they told me I had to upgrade to a uh, cloud uh, VPS, um, yeah, VPS server and I'd done that and it was fine. So yeah, cool. might be, a, it's a good problem, I guess. My site yeah. is starting to pick up and I need, I need better hosting. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that covers uh, most of the update. What questions, if you have any, any issues uh, right now, any problems? Um, no, no issues, no problems. Um, did I say what I'm going to be doing? Um, no, I just said that one of my, so site two makes the most, makes half of my um, ad earnings. Um, and as you know, I've got quite a few sites. They're all coming up now, but it's interesting that site two is making the majority or a good proportion of, of the, um, of the earnings, but it only gets a third of the visits. So I really just need to, yeah, stick with site two and build that up as, as much as I can. Just publish as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be cool to see, you know, hopefully we could, we could track this and, uh, analytics or big data analytics. So we can see like how much traffic is going to the newest posts where yeah. you're like, Oh, I, you know, you doubled the content and now like, you know, you have all this extra traffic in X number of months. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Anything else on your mind? No, that's it. All right. Well, we'll check in with you next time for, uh, the update in June and yeah, good catching up. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks to Ariel and be sure to check out her YouTube channel and blog. She shares some, uh, her own story and uh, I think she actually has a little bit more tutorials and stuff on AI content. I know, you know, last, uh, last update, mostly on the YouTube side, some people were like, Doug, you need to chill the fuck out about the AI tools. So use them or don't use them. But, you know, people want to hear about them. And I mean, I'm not totally against them, although it may sound like it. I mean, 
it's fun to poke at people that are using using them and then they have to sort of justify them and it's a very you know it's a very divisive thing but anyway check out aerial stuff it's uh pretty cool i got some great interviews coming up so if you uh are not subscribed now's a good time to subscribe to the show and if you have a success story or you know a set of questions or something like that do let me know feedback at doug.show Sometimes there's a little back and forth to make sure it's a good fit for the show and not, you know, I mean, I think if you are responding to this request for success stories, you're probably in good shape. I do occasionally get the jokers that uh, they're like, hey, I have a book coming out. Um, I could share three three stories on how to get VC backing or some kind of thing that isn't relevant to the audience here. But if you shoot me an email, I'm sure it's probably a good fit. We'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>